to Fit Crazies and Microphone Podcast is brought to you by Vox. That's V-O-X-X, Human Performance Technology. And what is Vox? What we're looking at is wellness and lifestyle socks, insoles, and 24-hour wearable neuro patches. And Brian, I've actually worn these socks before, and I love them. Okay, I think they're great. Yeah, so that you know they have um, independent studies that show that they've uh, or, or, you know can help increase stamina, endurance, and recovery, and and uh, you know some stability, and uh, you know a whole lot more. So we've got information on this on our website. Uh, so definitely go and check that out at twofitcrazies.com under uh, podcast sponsor tabs. Who else are we sponsored by, Christine Conti? We are also sponsored by Conti Fitness, the best in online and personal training, a little mindset coaching as well, yoga, whatever you need, contifitness.net. As well as High Five Health and Fitness. So we create positive change in your life with online health coaching from High Five Health and Fitness. That's highfivehealthandfitness.com. Again, all this and more on our uh, podcast sponsor tab on the Two Fit Crazies website. Go check it out. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Episode 102. Is that 102 already? 102. Huh? New century. That's right. I love it. Just I love clicking it. them off. We are. We've yeah. had some crazy, awesome guests. I uh, Seriously, it's it's been just upward and onward, and things are just rolling. We're riding the momentum. That's right. right? And, you know, no, it's, it's, uh, it's the, the reactions to these last few shows have just been... Um, Tremendous, you know, people congratulating us on 100 and then 101, you know, everyone liked that one and 99 with Matt Long and Jesse Itzler and Brian Price and and, uh, today's no different, man. Before we even get to that. Man, I just called you man. And and, uh, the Two Fit Crazies have decided their first ever scholarship. Oh, that's awesome. Which is a huge, we've been trying to work on this for the last year or so. That She's the best, you guys. Christine, so is Brian. No, we, Christine. We'd be though, nothing without each other, by the way. It's a, it's a good, we make a good team, no doubt so, about it. But yeah. Christine, uh, you know, says to to, uh, to us, obviously Michael, her husband, is involved with the um, Chamber of Commerce in town, our local it's Chamber of Commerce. It's the right thing to do. It's like, and they're involved with the scholarships for uh, for the local high schools. So the town that we both live in has two high schools. It's gigantic. Uh, it's, it's like a city. A, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a big little town, little big town. And uh, so they have an opportunity for us to uh, to put up, um, uh, you know, make a scholarship for some of the graduates that are coming up. And uh, so we put up our own money. Uh, Christine and I both contributed to it. And then Christine has the wherewithal to go out onto the interwebs and uh, Facebook Live. Who's matching us? Who's uh, matching yeah, the funds? Yeah. We're calling people out saying, you know, who's going to put some more money up? And uh, and sure enough, we had lots of people we're gonna come in. We're going to come back we'll, and talk about we'll once we get publish some more people. The list and, to, so that we can thank them both on air and, and, and everything. But the uh, the outpouring was, was very nice and significant, um, you know, from, from many. So, uh, you know, just beautiful souls out there that are, um, you know. And we'll stay posted for next year because I'd like to do this every year and, and give some people a chance who, uh, you know, st- students and people were applying that are going post-secondary education that wanted really just change the world want to be crazy it was crazy ambitious to to make some changes inspire the world in um you know in whatever way they want and just dream big so that's kind of cool so we'll keep you guys updated on that i'm pumped and she's uh, she's a good egg you guys well well, touche so needless to say speaking of another good egg um 
We had a great guest today. What did you think of Matt? Awesome. Really good. Uh, you know, it's something that I was definitely not expecting once we got into the show uh, when we started. And, uh, and it took a turn. And Matt and I have some, uh, uh, you know, similar backgrounds with our shenanigans mm-hmm. and, our, uh, Tobe. Pa- and our past Matt lives. Matt Tobe from Canada was joining us today, by the way. And he is just amazing, has had um, a life of being in the fitness industry and owning his own studios and being um, – really regional director for things. He does have his hand in Orange Theory. I did get to meet him at Worldwide Summit two months ago in Orlando. And he's just, he's a ball of energy and he wants to change the world. And I met him and I said, I've got to get you on the show because you have a story and there's a passion and a shine about you that I think our listeners would love. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's a speaker. He's a public speaker. He does, I guess, what you would call motivational speaking. Keynotes. But, mm-hmm. and keynotes. And, and what he does is is, uh, is talk to you about his past and uh, and talk to, you know, obviously about uh, setting foundations for business. And, and some of it is, is more corporate type of uh, entities and, and things that he's speaking to. But it's, but the other, you know, and then he's also speaking to people and and his story touches souls uh his story is uh something that i can like i said i can certainly relate to uh i appreciate him for speaking out loud about it it's not something i always do uh and it was just uh it's another good get here by christine conti she's the great best booker in the whole world in podcast history and well um, we got some good stuff coming up don't you know It's amazing. And, uh, you know, I, we would just really think that, uh, that you're going to appreciate this one, not only on a fitness level, uh, not only on a business level, but on a soul fulfillment level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know that I, that I definitely did. And it's, um, you know, it's just a, a very uh, cool thing. And even his dog's chiming in. Uh, <laughs> at times on this uh, podcast, so hey, uh, we live in imperfect worlds, and uh, and uh, and that's what makes us perfect uh, human beings. So, um, you know, with that said, let's get this thing going. Let's do it. Episode one hundred and two of the Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast. Matt Tobes. Peace. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Too Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. We are joined by who today? Who's with us? That would be me. My name is Matthew Tobe. Matthew Tobe, where are you coming to us from today? I am in Toronto, Canada. Ah. We are going international, (laughs) Brian. We we love it when the Canadian guests come in because we can consider ourselves international, right? Right. Right. (laughs) Exactly. I love it. So we have so much fun because sometimes, you know, people are in the studio and then people are coming in from all over the world. So um, we're just having a great time bringing literally the best in fitness and business and nutrition and health and just inspirational people to our listeners who are also listening from all over the world. So I'm super excited to have you on the show today. 
And what's great is that sometimes, you know, sometimes our guests are people that we may know through someone, through someone else. And Matt, we kind of connected because, you know, all of these social media platforms and LinkedIn and Facebook and this and that. And of course, I'm attracted to, to people that are movers and shakers and, you know, just, just like to inspire the world. And I noticed that you would also were involved with Orange Theory and you were, you know, also like a keynote speaker and, You'd been in the industry, and I call it not just fitness, but the business of fitness for quite right. a long time, and you're pretty darn successful at what you do. I'm going to throw that out there. Getting there. Getting there. You know, it's, it's, there's always a climb, and you always want more, and you know, my thing is, how many more people can we help right. is really what it is, right? So what was cool is that um, two months ago, I got to meet you in Orlando for the Worldwide Summit. For, you know, we just happened to both be there for, you know, Orange Theory and we got to meet in, in person and I'm like, Matt, you're awesome. We got to get you on the podcast to, to kind of spread your word and get your energy out there. So what the heck are you doing right now? What's your thing? My thing, my thing. I have so many things. So, uh, first and foremost, my thing, I mean, I'm husband, dad, right? That's, that's my first thing. You know, um, I made a mantra years ago that every choice I make in life, has to be based on putting them first uh, and not maybe making choice just for them, but my choices in life are, are designed knowing that what I'm going to do, will it affect them in a negative or positive way? Right. Often I will choose that choice that may be a negative for a little while for the short term gain or the long term run. But uh, so that's, that's my first direction uh, from there. It's really everything else that I want to do. I mean, I've always wanted to change lives. You know, uh, it's never been where, you know, I was in business doing per, uh, public relations and I wore a suit and a tie and I hated it. A tie to me was pull it off. So what I ended up doing is going into fitness and wanting so many people's lives I can affect. And by doing that, you know, I've branched over the years. Now my big thing is, again, taking what I've learned and doing uh, my role as an Orange Theory fitness coach, obviously, as well as the regional fitness manager for, for Toronto and Hamilton, so for the largest city in, in Canada, uh, working with our studios, where there I get to, as a coach, work with our members and help them and change their lives. And then with, the, with, our, with our staff, with our coaches and our managers and our, and our leaders, work with them on how to help them change more lives too. So it's like I get to help lead and guide other people to change more lives. Like that's, that's my big thing as well as doing my keynote speaking, right? So, you know, I'm presenting at, at uh, Camp at Pro, the Canadian Fitness Conference um, this summer. Again, how do we make a difference? How do we make a stand? How do we change what we're doing? How do we change people's mindsets? There's only so many memes I can see that say, you know, it's called working out because it's work. Yeah, we know that. Everything's work. Waking up in the morning and getting my kids out of, out of bed for school is work, right? I find it's harder than a workout for me sometimes. So it's <laughs> my big thing working with people to get them moving, changing their lives. And if I can change one, uh, my day is done. Orange Theory must have like the greatest interview <laughs> process in the world because everybody that I meet, you know, through the through that company, I, I'm not associated with the company, but I, my association. I drank the Kool Aid. My no. association is is as close as as I am with Christine, and that's and that's about it. 
Uh, I've been to a workout once, uh, and it was great. Uh, but you know, everybody that I know that works there, and everybody that we've had on the show, and everybody's just like enthusiastic, and they love it. And it's about what you said. It's not just about the fitness. It's not just about revenue. I mean, which is I'm sure driven all you know all, most gyms. But everybody's got uh, everybody's got a pretty good outlook, and uh, you know it makes fitness fun. And you gotta appreciate that. You do, and you know when I look at it, it's everybody that that I know in fitness who is successful in fitness has a story. Everybody has a story, and I find the people that do best, and I wouldn't say in fitness, in, in anything, anybody who has a story seems to use that story to propel them further. And that's kind of the, uh, the, the, the you know, their mojo juice to move them even faster and get them to where they want to be. So, you know, yeah, Orange Dairy, are, all the staff are unbelievable. I think, you know, it's you're taking a sifter, you know, and, and looking for, for gold through, through dust, and, and that's what we get. But we're not even getting gold. Like, we're getting, like, pressed fine diamonds. Um, and that's what any leadership role, like, you know, we, when people are changing lives, that's what we're doing. You know, we're happy about it. Do we have bad days? Yeah. Listen, I got three kids, 14 and under, they're all boys. I used to have hair. I've had better <laughs> days, right? You know, years ago I, I grew a, a goatee and my son looked at me and said, dad, you know, when did your hair start going gray? And I looked at him, I said, well, how old are you now? I like, you know, we have those things, you know, I read a great line once, you know, I was really cool. Then I had kids. Uh, (laughs) I said to my wife in the minivan the other day, I was like, we used to be so cool. Uh, You know, I've got three boys also 10, six and five and all the grays. They're in there. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, being up in Canada, it means we've got to be really, really, really dressed well because having three boys in Canada means uh, I spend majority of my free time in a hockey rink. Uh, pretty much freezing. So it, it's, again, and it's fun. It's giving them that momentum. And, and we joke, my wife and I joke about it being how we're both in the fitness industry where I would say, you know, our kids are either going to be really fit or really not, right? <laughs> and that's a struggle. I, I sit there, I go to work, and I motivate members all day long. And I motivate people and our staff to change lives and do this and be fit and be active. And my 14-year-old, when he turned 14 to be able to come to a class with me, came back from summer camp. I said, okay, you're 14, man. Let's do it. No. Come on. You're, you're a hockey, you're an athlete. You're, you're a rep hockey player. No, I'm not going. I mean, his working out is, I think if, if I won't drive him for like Popeye's chicken, <laughs> his diet, right. Being 14, but it's, it's amazing. You know, so we put everything there and you go forward with that and, and make those changes to make as many people better. You know, that's, it's a really hard thing. I mean, I don't know when people speak, you know, they they think that like I live in this biodome or something where like everything's organic and like, you know, and even with my kids and stuff like that. And it's just <laughs> not, you know, what do my kids eat? They eat chicken fingers and fries most of the time because that's what yeah. they'll eat, uh, you know, and, and we try and we, 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 you know, we definitely are always putting things on their plates, but it's not like there's some, you know, some <laughs> wholesome kids where we have, uh, uh, you know, the but Easter, the Easter bunny comes and drops off a bunch of candy. They're seeing it. And, and that's, that's what I thing. think the most important thing is that you're exposing them to something, such positive lifestyles and positive choices. And they see, all right, mom and dad are doing it. And maybe it's not that cool right now. Although I tell my kids how cool I am all the time. I'm like, you've no idea how cool I am. And they're like, oh my gosh. But they see it. And when my 10 year old son gets his ass kicked by my six year old daughter doing push ups or doing wall sits, and I did not even prompt it. 
and they're just doing this on a Saturday evening. Like, mom, I could do more pushups. Yeah, and my, I saw that and my, yeah, I, I videoed it because I couldn't believe what was happening. My feet were up on a Saturday night. You know, I'm having my glass yeah. of red wine and I'm like, this is happening in my house. I have nothing to do with it. My kids are going after each other because they wanted, my son is like, she's not beating me. Me, mom, my daughter's like smoking him with like one arm pushups. I'm like, right. but that's when I look back and say, all right, for all the, for every, all the craziness and whatnot and the hard work, they're seeing this. And when, you know, like Brian and myself, you know, when our kids come and watch a race, you know, we're, maybe we're not first. I mean, I, we've never been first. It, it would be great to be, to win big races. Our lives would be so different, Brian. But they see it and they get it to experience it. And, you know, sometimes I know my kids were like fighting again in Boston. And I'm like, that's it. I'm never bringing them again. I say this every time I take them somewhere. And then we come back and say, what was your favorite part? I loved watching all the runners. I loved watching you. And I'm like, they, uh, how, the, how does this happen? Yeah, we get like, to go back in the car again. It's, <laughs> for better or worse, they pay attention, you know? So if we can live some, some uh, you know, healthy lifestyle and just show them the way rather than telling them the way, uh, you know, it it's, goes a long way. They, they, they are sponges, you know? We know that. And, uh, yeah. you know, and, and they're great learning tools too, right? You know, we teach them everything we know and then they teach us the rest. It's, uh, oh, it teach right back. You know, yeah. it's, we had a, there's a day in, in grade nine here where the, it's bring your kid to work day. And my trooper 14 year old looked at me and said, dad, next week, it's bring your kid to work day. I'm like, what day of the week? He's like Wednesday. I said, wow. You know, that's my early day, right? <laughs> and he said, what time do you have to be at work for? I said, I'm up at four o'clock in the morning. We're in the studio at four 45. And he's like, okay, can we just tell my teachers I was there? And I said, no, you're coming. And there he was. It was amazing to watch him sponge it all up and take it all in. And, uh, you know, we ended up going on a, you know, dad and son trip later on that day and we went to go see some movies and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I said, so what was your best part of the day? Like, you know, we saw a great movie, we went for lunch. He said, honestly, dad, he said, listening to all the members say how much they liked you. That's and cool. that was, you know, it's like, you know, he saw me coat, right. It was like heartstrings there, right? It was seeing that that's the stuff that got to make a difference where it's other people saying, wow, I like your dad. Wow. Yeah. He, he's changed this. He's done that. And, you know, I learned a long time ago, you know, and I think as a son, uh, I used to look at it, my father and see, you know, we always kind of want to prove ourselves to a father. And uh, I read a great line. It said, you know, as a, as a father, as a man, my job is not to make my, my, my father proud. It's to make my kids proud. And that was a whole mind shift where, you know, when I do things by working out, if my kids will one day start working out, great, right? But at the same time, if they don't want to work out like we do, but want to go help people in a different manner, I've done my job, right? And that's really the one person that, you know, when I want to change a, day, a life every day, obviously it's my kids' lives first. Uh, and they get to see it, you know, and, with social media now, especially my kids, my wife and I are an open book when it comes to social media. You know, we're not hidden. You know, if somebody wants to see what we're doing for a living or see what we're doing on any given day, they can see it. Um, I've written articles for Huffington Post and this and that. And it's amazing now that my kids are getting older. They're starting to uh, Google our, their parents' names, right? Mm-hmm. They're Googling the parents' names, up come things like, you know, they know dad doesn't drink, but they don't know why. Right. So I've got a whole backstory on, on my, you know, addiction to alcohol and how I went through all that. Um, 
And then moving forward from there, you know, my oldest son said, wow, you know, that I realized like how big your story was. And once again, there's that story thing. So it's the impact we make that, you know, we got to remember everything we do. People are watching us. Like you said, you know, your kid's eyes are always on us. And so is everybody else. So it's that leading by example that knowing that we're normal, right? I lead by example. You ever go to, you ever go to a function and you never, you know, you have people at your table and they look at you and see the big bread basket and nobody touches it because you're at the table. <laughs> I get that all the time where I actually have, I don't love bread to begin with, but I have to reach over. I have to eat bread first. So everybody else will eat the get bread. The, they, you give them clearance to eat the bread. I get yeah, that. So it's, and again, you know, letting them know that, you know, not everything is so perfect and we can have blemishes and we can move forward. And, you know, when I first came out with my story about, you know, being a personal trainer and having, you know, a newborn son and a wife and a business, you know, a fitness and being an alcoholic, that was like, they don't know that portion of it. Right. So there's that whole, we kind of take it all the way across the room and people are like, wow, I had no idea. I just thought you were this. Mm-hmm that cookie cutter fitness guy. I didn't know there's everything else. I think that's so, so inspiring. Well, I, I, I tell you what, Matt, that makes two of us on this show right now. I'm in recovery myself for, uh, for, uh, 12 years and, uh, you know, yeah. And it's, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, um, make it part of the show and, and, uh, you know, for whatever reason, but, uh, you know, it's a big part of my story and, uh, and, it's, uh, you know, it certainly led me to a healthier life, which led me to fitness. Um, you know, right. I was in fitness and I was always sporty and I was always doing things, but, um, you know, I w- wasn't going anywhere living the way that I was. And, uh, you know, it's good to hear that, uh, that you're, that you're living out loud like that. Cause you're helping a lot of people. You know, thank you. That, that's my biggest thing. And it's amazing when I, you know, I, I'm at, uh, 13 and a half years now you're here. and it's amazing where, it's just one of those things that's part of life. And I know a lot of people really struggle with it. And I can honestly say that fitness did save my life. Here I was in fitness, uh, but still had my, my abuse issues and my substance issues. I mean, and then took it from there where we, you know, my wife and I started working out together more often. You know, one, you know once getting, you know, stopping what, the, you know, what you're doing is really not the hard part to do. It's continuing with it. It's like any other routine you start, you know, whether you're starting a fitness class or you're starting to you know, a new job, whatever it is, you've got to continue doing that path and doing it well. And remember where it came from. Remember that, you know, it leads to a certain way. If, and, and, you know, I talked to this a lot in the past and when I've done, you know, presentations, we have these, these things set aside where, you know, we think that alcohol you know, an alcohol abuse is, is a major substance abuse and gambling is an abuse and drugs are an abuse and internet's an abuse uh, and food is a major abuse. And I, and I think food is so abused, so much abused more than anything else because it's there. We need food, right? Uh, and there's always an easy way, you know, if Sally drops 100 pounds and then goes through a hell of a life and back, and then gains 115 back. Oh, poor Sally. She had the hardest time. Her dad died and marriage fell apart. I feel so bad. Well, you know, all of a sudden, years later, Matt, who used to drink like a fish, you know, parent dies, marriage breaks up or something happens. Oh, he's drinking again. Of course. 
right? There's that scale. And same thing with people when they're working out. You know, they do so well, they do so well, then they're gone. Well, of course. Mm-hmm. They, cause we have this thing of people give up too easily. And it's a struggle every day for everybody to commit to doing something well. I love this whole conversation because I think everyone out there can resonate in some way. Again, um, I was having a conversation with someone yesterday about, again, like, you know, I got diagnosed with a sickness. Like, we all have our brokenness, whatever it is, you know. And I hate to say that, but I'm saying this for a purpose right now because people say, you know, what, you know, or you did this, or you, you know, you have the courage to do this and you've overcome fear. And I said, no, I said, having gone through some of the things I've gone through in life have been the biggest gift. And they'll say, well, how is that a gift? How is like having an addiction or going through this terrible disease or this or the loss of, and I said, I did not start living until I was able to open my eyes and accept that I was given these hard situations to learn. And for whatever reason, you could be religious, you could be spiritual. I don't care. I don't care. Everything that happens, I feel like you have that choice of, okay, you can use it as a crutch. You can keep drinking, keep eating, keep this, keep that. Or you sit back and say, wow, okay, here's, here's what's going on. I, I understand I'm not perfect. Some people, you know, slip here and there, but okay, th- th- I understand. I understand this. And there's people out there that need to hear this message to say that you're going to be okay and you're going to get through this. And again, you know, my whole thing, Matt, with my Wonder Woman, you know, two choices in life, choose something or choose nothing. You always choose something. Yeah. That is, I mean, that's such a powerful gift. And I, you know, I want you to talk about what you talk about when you do keynote speaking and what you're going to talk about with CamFit Pro. Um, because this is, these are powerful messages that, again, whether you're in fitness, you're in a business, you're, this is life. This is being right. real and authentic and we can lie. And, and, you know, like you said, oh, you know, you guys did great on your marathon. Like, well, we're just, we're happy to get to the start line. I mean, we're healthy right. enough. We're here to the start line. And guess what? Whatever happens, some days are miracles with rainbows and butterflies. Other days you're like, oh, shit, that didn't go as planned. But so, some you know days, what? Some days are good 16 milers <laughs> in a 26 mile race, right? Right. Like that, you know, it's, and that's it. You know, it's, it's getting that step further. So it's changing it. And that's, you know, most of my keynotes are about that. You know, my, I, I start off with my story, you know, uh, no matter what I'm presenting, I always start off because everybody has a story. Right. I don't think people talk about their story well enough or, or openly enough. So, you know, when I went to school, I weighed 128 pounds soaking wet, like in a wet terry cloth roll. I was like tiny. And, you know, going to school at 128 pounds, I came back at 258. Whoa. That's a pretty yeah. significant increase. Yeah. So when most kids go to university and they in college and they gain the freshman fifteen, <laughs> I ate like an entire freshman. Like, you know, I didn't gain the freshman fifteen; I gained a freshman. Um, can I tell you? I I'm, my husband did that. He lost it eventually, but he did that as well. Yeah, no, it it's, uh, it's not hard. That food court or the uh, the meal ticket, you know, you're on it, and then uh, you know the, yeah, the, the you drinking know, too. Mom and dad aren't around. There's there's kegs of beer and there's. You know, I, you know, I went to school in Montreal and, you know, they have a great delicacy there called poutine, mm-hmm. which is you know, French fries with cheese. And it's so good. You're talking dirty now. I'm sorry. It's so, it's like food porn. And at the time I was able to argue with people that it included all four food groups. So I was good. Like it was great. I mean, um, you know, and, 
you know, I came back and I, you know, I got a job in, in, in public relations and I'm like, you know, I remember walking in my boss's office going, I hate this. I hate you. I hate doing this. I'm going to tie. I got to get out. And I got a job working at like, I just need, I needed to get a job, whatever, you know, I applied to whatever I could. And I got a job selling gym memberships at a big box gym. And one of the trainers, and I will say that out of 12 trainers, one trainer did his job. He came up to me and said, dude, you're a fat guy selling gym memberships and I got to help you. <laughs> like, you know, call it as he sees he it. I, no, it, it was crazy. It was crazy. So when he, you know, he, and I say it again, one out of 12 trainers did their job. That's it. Right. I'd been there for three months. And only one of them said, I got to help you. Nobody spoke to me about my weight. I'm sure they spoke about it behind my back. But nobody had enough balls to walk up to me and say, dude, we got to help you. you know, and that one trainer, his name was Tony. And Tony, I have not spoken to in 15 years. But Tony turned around, uh, 20 years now, sorry. Tony turned around and you know, showed me the ropes and got me down to 190. And I'm like, when it was all done after six months, he goes, what do you think? I said, I want to do what you do. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, I went back to school, became a trainer, uh, since then, I became uh, my wife and I have owned our own business. We owned our own studio. Uh, we I was a master trainer for P90X Live, uh, helping choreograph that. So it's like I look at that one guy, you know. So since then, I've done handful, dozens of keynote speakers. I've been an international presenter, an international uh, fitness uh, presenter, certifying people in trainings. That one guy, Tony, I attribute him to changing probably hundreds of thousands of lives. Not me, because I'm part of Tony. Yes. Right? I look at the guy who got me going. Tony's one act of, hey, dude, i got to help you, has helped easily six-figure people, um, hundreds and hundreds of thousands, because everybody I've touched, everybody that I've certified, they've gone on to teach a class. They may have inspired somebody else to become an instructor or to change their life at their home. So it's that's a lot of what I talk about when I start my keynote speaking and talk about the fact that, it just takes one, right? That one person to do it. It's that, it's that ripple effect, you know, and, and, yeah. and it could be anything. It's holding the door sometime, you know, it's, uh, it, it's anything that can be done that's just going to um, set off a reaction like, you know, and yours is uh, it's skyrocketed. I mean, just, just think about that. Think about if Tony never came into your life, would it be different? You know, you never know. And, um, you never know. You, you know, you just never know. And, and I always say, call them angels. I mean, we've had these angels come into our lives and, and, uh, and, and, uh, never take them for granted. Uh, you know, and, and you got to be paying attention too. I mean, that's the other thing. You got to be at least, uh, aware enough to understand and say, hey, someone's, someone's going to try to help you out here. Um, you know, and it yeah. can go a long, long way. You're welcome, Brian. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Christine. <laughs> you got to be willing to see it. God, we want to see it. I wasn't an angel, though. I blew in the door like the Tasmanian devil. That's what happened. Yeah, right? She's like the John Travolta angel. <laughs> it was like it was like Wizard of Oz, where the you know like the house drops on the on the witch. <laughs> I came in and I was the house that dropped in. You know, I was like, hey, she has. Let's do this. She has no idea that I'm the angel in this room that right now. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Keeping me grounded. I'm like the balloon that keeps uh, floating yeah. away. And Brian's like, get back here, get back here. Was you Tony? That. You need the ground, but you need somebody to reach it for the stars, right? You got to get the two together. Yep. Was Tony's last name Horton, by the way? <laughs> What's that? Was Tony's last name Horton? <laughs> yes, it was. No, just guy. Uh, although I have worked with Tony. We got to find Tony, by the way. I'm, I'm like, Pardon? I got to find Tony now. 
I'm on the mission. I, I couldn't. Yeah. I've looked for him here and there, but, uh, and, you know, it's funny. I'll so, find him. Horton, we, we were doing a, uh, a retreat one day, uh, with Beachbody and we were doing a presentation and we did a big group picture. And I would say that I was probably enjoying the barbecue season a little more than I should have that <laughs> summer. And I got a great picture of Tony and the, the look on my face, you could almost see that I'm cursing at him because he's got his arm around me and he whispers in my ear. And afterwards, somebody looks at me and goes, oh, my God, Tony, what did Tony say to you? I said, he told me to lay off the sugar. <laughs> and he was grabbing me by the side. <laughs> no, he didn't. Oh, man. Uh, Tough love. No on that. It was the best. Yeah. It was like one of the best. And I just sat, my wife sat there, went up for dinner that night. And she's like, uh, you want dessert? I'm like, no. She goes, why? Because Tony said something. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> that's it there's more ripple effect you know oh my gosh. Effect. I did not have cheesecake that night <laughs> we'll take it oh my gosh god so tell, tell take us more so uh so from there you know you you um are, are recovering and you're and you're now working and you're keynote speaking and you're you know you're working everything in uh where does the next step of uh, your fitness journey take you or life journey really well, you know what? Life journey, like I love, again, working with Orange Theory Fitness, I got to tell you, when I, when I landed this, you know, when it came to Canada and I, and I saw the progression of what it was doing, you know, you've been in the field long enough, you kind of know where things are headed. And I was like, you know what? I, this, is, this is where I want to be, you know? Where if you can map out a job, right? And, you know, I don't consider what I do. I have a job, but it's, I don't consider it a job to do. You know, we all look for that dream job. This was it, you know, when... I became the regional fitness manager for the, for, you know, Canada's largest city. When I became the person to go to, to help change lives more than just what I've been doing as an instructor and as a coach, but through working with the staff and really educating them on how to, you know, I don't teach people how to correct a squat. You're a trainer. You know how to do that. It's how to connect with members is how to connect with people on that level of understanding. Right. So with that, Continuing that, I mean, that's where I, you know, growing with Orange Theory in this capacity as it grows larger and larger and larger, whatever that role may be. But at the same time, you know, doing, I hate saying my side hustle because I don't know which one I love more, but, you know, presenting and speaking and again, reaching that stage, right? I'm that guy who sat there and it was funny, you know, looking at my recovery when I first went to um, a meeting, right? And different strokes for different folks. That didn't work out for me. On that level, I found another route to go. But I remember sitting there listening to these people talk about their recovery and how long they've been clean for. And, you know, my ambition, my goal at that very first meeting was I want to be up there speaking my story, telling people that I'm clean. I didn't want to stop drinking. But I wanted to be there one day to be the guy at the front of the stage like, you can't do what we do in fitness, especially leaders of any industry, and be scared to be in the front of the room, right? right? And my stepping stone is I want to be up in the front of the room. So, and helping, you know, if my story can help anybody in this room, that's what I want to do. And that, so that's, you know, taking that for my, my, my job uh, and, or doing that for my side hustle and speaking at conventions and presentations. You know, when I first started with Orange Theory, uh, they had their international convention uh, my first year. I've been in the company for a couple months, and they had a convention in San Diego. And, you know, there I was. I presented there. It was like, I want I want to speak. I want to tell my story and help other people. 
you know, part of that's also, you know, working with members and working with staff. So my keynotes are all about connecting with people on that, really that visceral level. Like, let's get right into this. And let's, if I could again, connect with one people, one person or a group of people, then, then I've done my job. So my keynote speaking is doing things where I'm working with, you know, one of my presentations is all about the members where in that presentation, I don't talk about the members of a gym once when it's all about the members. It's all about your staff and how you treat your staff and how you connect with your staff and how you lift them from the bottom up and again, change lives because, and, and that changing lives has to be honest. You know, when I go through one of my presentations and I say, when you're changing lives, that means if somebody's not meant for this role, you've got to be honest with yourself and honest with them and say, you know what, this is not your, your, your lane, but we may have a different lane for you in this company. Or I may have another lane for you with a connection I have for another company, right? But be happy that, you know, you're able to address that instead of keeping somebody there who may affect your entire business, right? Uh, and that goes along with from the competition. Right? We're in an industry where we are, you know, no lack of disrespect. We're a dime a dozen. You know, you almost look at the back of any comic book nowadays has got a certification on it. Mm-hmm. And it's... What's going to separate that, not just on top of knowledge, but personality? And how are you going to make that difference with yourself and connect with your with your person? And how are you going to stand out from the competition? There's a lot of noise out there. And how can you make yourself be the one who people say, hey, I want you to be with me? My dog's going to look crazy looking for a what, ball. What's your, dog's, what's your dog's name, Matt? My dog's name is Nash. Nash. Steve Nash? You know what you would think? No, my my kids named it after. I'm I'm a big Crosby, Stills, and Nash okay, fan. nice Graham Nash. All right, Nash hey, that. look, very appropriate. Teach the children well, right? Exactly. Nice. <laughs> I like that wrap up. I love what you're just saying. As I'm sitting back listening to this, because again, I've been you know fitness. Again, Brian and I are recovering from our other careers, and you know did the did the responsible thing, and you know. Again, we, we like to say, and I steal this from Brian, we pulled the boat close enough to the dock. I steal this, I'm sorry, that it's we mine. were able to step off. It is his trademark. Copyright. Hashtag. Um, but you know, we were able to do that because we knew that we wanted to make a bigger impact on people's lives. And again, the, this whole idea of the podcast, we can reach people around the world with messages of inspiration of, you know, whether they're in fitness or they're looking to get more healthy or looking to, you know, find a new program or just what can I do to live a better, live a better life? And what I think is fascinating, which I've learned now being more in the business of fitness, not just, you know, going out and teaching a training or whatnot, really learning the ins and outs is with, um, the best companies, the best fitness gyms and, and, you know, studios out there are taking a long time to vet the best people. And those are the people that they, you know, really take a long time to hire and, and say, listen, is this really what, what you want to do? Do you believe 100% in whether it's a company or a brand or just that you want to change lives? And what's been fascinating is that I've sat down with a lot of people on, you know, I've been interviewing a lot of people in the last, you know, year or so. And I'll say to them, listen, if you're like, yeah, then, that, then this is a conversation. But if you're like, huh, then you know what? This isn't for you and that's okay. And there, there's probably something for you, but unless you are 100% leading with your heart, 
if you're leading with dollar signs and you're asking me, you know, oh, well, how much is this and this and this and this? I get it. We all have to pay our bills. It's important. Our families, we have responsibilities. But if you're not leading with what makes you happy, then guess what? It, this isn't for you. Find find that thing. What is that thing? Because my last couple years of teaching, again, I loved teaching. In, you know, I taught secondary high school and coached. My last year of teaching, I sat in my car every morning and said, Christine, get out of the car. Get out of the car. I mean, and I'm coming from someone who loved teaching and was very passionate, but there came to a point where this wasn't my thing anymore. And I knew that I, you know, I had the taste of, wow, you know, being on that stage or being in a, a bigger arena and making a bigger impact was where I needed to be. And whatever, everything coming at me in the universe was telling me this is not, this isn't, you're not here anymore. You're somewhere else. And yeah. it's okay. You have to listen to that. And if it's yourself or you get someone else to tell you, like you said, you know, maybe this isn't your place. Maybe it's somewhere else. You're going to create the best environment, not just for your working environment, but for your members, your clients, the people that you're dealing with. Let's bring the best and the most amazing and brightest so that we can really change some lives. Yeah, that's, you know, we're, we're at that point now where everyone's looking for something more, you know, self-help, professional development, all that's so big now. And as it always should have been, and everyone's looking for change. We're looking to be happy. You know, we're living the world lives now that there's so much, there's so much noise. There's so much out there. And like, I look at, you know, my kids and they flip their phones. It's binging. It's just vibrating. It's popping. I'm like, turn that off. You can have your phone. Just turn off all the, you don't need to know every single thing that's popping up instantaneously. Be present and let's just like live in the moment. Don't live like, you know, behind a screen, behind, you know, wanting something different. I don't, you know, I never want to turn around at the end of, at the end of days and go, I really regret not doing that. Right. And, like, and it's crazy because, you know, it's, it's all this technology is, is not designed by the mindful. Right. And, and, and it's, and it's designed for us to have everything, you know, all that I always say, all this technology to make our lives easier does nothing but confuse us and make us sicker and, and, and all this stuff. And I'm a victim of it too. I mean, I, I, I have, I keep my phone on me most times and I am in touch with it and it's not always the way. Um, and it's hard though it's in hard. business yeah, no, and business, trying to promote, you know, yeah. marketing, um, you know, but uh, but it is somebody who's in tune. It's able to help more people, right? It's uh, it's somebody who's able to recognize what's going on within themselves, right? Recognizing that, hey, I got a problem here, right? Recognizing and and being just self aware enough to say, okay, I need to make these changes. And I always say this, and, and Christine's heard me say this a bunch of times. We always know what we have to do, right? We know when we're yeah. in that relationship. We know when we're in that job. We know when the things have to be done. We know when we're overweight. We know when we should be eating better. We know when we're not putting in the work. We know all these things, right? We just don't always do. So, like, what's that connection? What do we do? You know, how how do we make that pivot to addressing these things? Because we live, you know, a lot of people will 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 live with the knowing without the action, and um. You know, sometimes it takes people in your life, you know, to to uh, to point that out to you, to say, hey, listen, you know it. You knew you were overweight when Tony came up to you and said, hey, yeah. you know, uh, you know, and it's just like 
you just need that catalyst sometimes. Uh, and so hiring, you know, good hiring process and good having people, good, good people in the gym or hearing a, a you know, a, a keynote speaker like yourself. Um, you know, it, it's, it's enough to, uh, to really just get the ball rolling and, and, and just motion, what emotion creates motion. Emotion Mo- drives motion. There you go. Um, 100%. yeah. And, uh, so let me ask you this, when you're looking for somebody or in, even in yourself or you're, you're hiring or anything, what are some of the common traits or what are some of the characteristics of people that either you have to, uh, they have that you can recognize right away, or maybe that they, that are something that you, um, have to teach them or is, you know, a, a, a teaching point to you, uh, in creating a, um, you know, a good staff. What are some of the things, um, you know, whether it be empathy or, or whatever, what, what are some of those things that, uh, that you're seeing? Biggest one I'm looking for, when I'm looking for people, you know, it's they got to have a passion. You know, we call it a DNA. You know, they have to have that DNA. I can teach, you know, with, with you know, with someone like Orange Theory Fitness or, you know, when I was in big box studios. I mean, I can teach almost anybody how to teach a class, but I can't teach them the energy. They've got to have that passion, Right. And that passion, again, always comes with a story. So one of the first things I ask for is what got you into fitness, right? That's a big question. It may have been, you know, I've been in it all my life and I love it. And it's, well, then what's, what's keeping you here, right? Because that's another one. You know, it's not just the, you know, the passion to get into it, the passion to keep you here. Because you still have to wake up early. Like, so I'm, to this day, 23 years later in the industry, I do not like waking up early in the morning. (laughs) It is a struggle every day to wake up. Every day. And getting to bed and running to bed, right? Running to bed to wake up early. But there's so many good things on on TV at night. And you got to Netflix and you got to binge it out and you got to go to bed early. It's a struggle. Right. Struggle really, this first world struggle really is real. (laughs) You know, when you want to do certain things and, you know, as your kids get older, Brian, you realize this. I got a 14 year old who goes to bed later than I do. Yeah. Right. And there, it's not uncommon for me to hear noises. Oh, listen to that. Someone's playing Fortnite again at <laughs> two o'clock in the morning. Oh man. Right. Stuff to look forward to. Uh, but it, it's awesome. It's that passion to keep it up. But what, you know, when I wake up in the morning, uh, it's going, I love what I do. Right. So I know that there are people waiting for me to help be a part of their day. And I take that, you know, when I finish teaching a class and this is what I want to hear from staff when I do it, you know, or something along the similar lines is I thank people in my studio and in my classes, I've been doing this for years, thanking them for letting me be a part of their journey. Cause I'm just, they've got their life. They're going to go on somewhere and live 50 more years somewhere else. And I'm just like that. I was that guy who taught them for three months Right. that, you know, so I'm just, I thank them for being part of it, you know, and that's what I look for in, in hiring people, you know, do they have that? And then I look at the empathy, a lot of their stories, um, you know, when I give her somebody who's, you know, I, I, I used to be an actor. Oh, you got stories. Okay. You're good. You know, they have that. You've been through stuff. You know, you got, you're going to be a polished gem, but you got to start off somewhere. And it's those, it's those stories that help shape them. That's, like, that's my first question to people is what got you in or what's keeping you in? It's perfect. I have, an, I have an interview in like, you know, 40 minutes, so I'm just going <laughs> to... That's it. Hey, they're, what's your story? That's what they're going to get, the first uh, three questions. But 
I mean, really, you what, have to get into that. Because what more is there than that? You there know? really isn't. And if they can't expound on those things, Matt, then what, what are they, where are they going? <laughs> and, and you know what? Yeah. That's, that's the very best part, even with the podcast. I say this, uh, you know, over and over. We, we have you here because you're in Orange Theory. You know, you're working with, you're in the industry and you're keynote speaker and all this stuff. He is a story. But what we're getting from you is your story. And we always get the story. We always listen. You know, the people just come out and it's very rare. You know, we, we don't land on the top of the fitness mountaintop, right? You know, we kind of have to get, uh, work our way up and, and it starts, it starts with something, you know, with me, like you, you know, like you said, recovering alcoholic with, you know, who grew up in a family. My father died when I was 12. It was like, you know, like all these things, like just, put me in a position to help more people. Um, you know, yeah. and it's just like, I, I can, man, I, you want to talk about relate? Yeah, I can relate. People say, Brian, you don't know what it's like. I, the hell I don't. Right. Like, you want to talk about it? Like, you know, I'll trade right. you, I'll trade you stories. You'll probably want yours back. Uh, you know? It's true though. It's true. <laughs> it is. And that's the empathy that we all have. Right. And that's why I say like top leading professionals, whether it's in fitness or industry, uh, they have a story. They, they've been through something. You know, you can't, I don't know many people who are just life is easy all the way along, right? You know, we look at people, yeah, oh, they're so, you know, they live in that great house. They drive all the great cars. Life is so easy to them. Um, And yeah, they get to know them and, you know, their story growing up in, or they've got a kid who uh, has some sort of developmental issue. Like there's all, there's, what we see, and this is where I think technology and Facebook and social media plays a huge negative role. You know, what you, what we see is always what people want you to see, mm-hmm. right? It's, I'm, I'm not going to show you, you know, my life with the fact that I got three laundry baskets full of clothes out, out of the dryer and they haven't been folded in four days. <laughs> you know what? You don't want to, you don't want to, you want to see something better than what's already in your house because I, I know you got three or four baskets of laundry that got to be folded. Dude, you know, I could live out of that laundry basket. It never needs to come out. We can go right from laundry basket to ironing board and we can make it work. <laughs> exactly. You know, so there's, it's that and it's, it's having that. So those, those stories are huge. And what I want to say is, you know, it's not just the story you have. So the story always has to continue, right? You know, my story, your story, your story, they're chapters in an amazing book, right? It's, when we get stuck on that story, you know, I still every once in a while, somebody will say to me, I mean, and I appreciate when they say this to me, like, Hey, you know, we, you know, we make our roast beef. We, you know, we, we, we do a big pot roast and we, we marinate it in, in red wine, you know, and then we put it in the oven. Is, is that okay? I'm like, listen, if I relapse because of your pot roast, <laughs> I got a lot more issues than I thought. That is true. That, that is true. true. Oh and everyone's God. different. Like some people won't go near that, you know, like yeah. I won't, I won't drink de-alcoholized beer because in my mind, it's still in that yeah. can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not, and some people that, have no problem. They can do it. That's a behavior. Like, that's the behavior. You know, that, that drinking that out of that can is no good. Right. But right, you know, I will have 40 of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Me too. Right? Like, you know, like, <laughs> but that, but that's what it is. You know, when somebody said to me, do you think you'd ever drink again? I said, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I want to find out, yeah. but I do know that I can help change people by telling the story and knowing that, when you go to the gym on day one, that you're going to be sore day two and day three, you're going to be probably a little more sore. You know, I want to go back. You know, if you ever want excuses not to work out, give me a call. I'll give them all to you and then we'll get mm-hmm. to work it out again. Yeah. Don't right. you feel it's, knowing oh, God. it's not easy. Yeah. I was going to say, don't you feel 
that, and again, this is something that I've felt that I almost feel that I'm drawn to people that because you've been through things, you've been through hardships, you've been through struggles that you almost sense that, you know, like the empathy, people don't even need to tell me their full stories. And I don't even ask unless they, they, you know, it's not that I don't care, but I've always said this, I care, but I'm never going to pry whatever you want to tell me, you, you tell me. And, yeah. and I'm never going to, you know, just open up my pocketbook, like in the breakfast club and Molly Ringwald and, or whoever, you know, not my, but, um, you know, just dump my pocketbook out and say, here, look, it's, you know, I'll, you ask me and I will share. And I think that, you know, I sense that in other people. And I think that that is a real key to success sometimes when, you know, you are a, you know, whether you're just selling anything, it could be, you know, you are a trainer or you're, you're promoting something in a business that you know when to come up to people, you know what they need without even asking. And whether it's hiring people or you're in management that, you know, again, creating that sense of climate, creating that sense of just an environment where people care, you almost know you have this sense. And that's, I think important what, you know, I'm tying that to your story is that all of us that have these stories, everyone's been through things, but not everyone sees the things they've been through as gifts and not everyone can move past them. And I think that is something, you know, especially for our listeners to realize that I get it. There are people that have had easier lives. There are some of us that have fallen on our face, but we just refuse to stay down and that we see that in others. And that, that's the biggest thing you, you have to recognize in others. And, and that's where I think a lot of people miss the point is if we're, if we're not looking at people, you know, I, I work with staff and I'll say to them, you know, and in my presentations is you look at people, and I give two words out. One of them is size six and one of them is circus mirrors. You know, size six is the reminder that I look at of being in somebody else's shoes, being in their size sixes, right? I have to look at it from what they're seeing right? You know, when you're in a class and looking from a fitness perspective, when a trainer goes up and goes, okay, guys, we have a really easy exercise. (laughs) Well, it's not easy for 95% of the people in that room. It's easy for you, right? So that's not a size six, right? Look from their perspective. And another one I use is circus mirrors, right? So, you know, Brian, the three of us can be in a room looking at a circus mirror, and we're all going to see the three of us, but we're going to see three different things, Right? And we have to remember that when people look at something, when we're in their size sixes, we may be seeing it through a different circus mirror. We may be seeing the same mirror, but seeing it in a different reaction, a different way. And we got to remember that, that everybody is looking at something from their own story, from their perspective, right? Uh, my wife is really good at this, and I think it drives people crazy. I've told her it doesn't always work with people. When they're having a really – if someone's yelling at you in the car or whatever – She'll pull up and say, I'm so sorry you're having a really terrible day. I hope it gets better. I know she's meaning it from the bottom of her heart. <laughs> that someone's having a bad day. I'm like, oh, my God, is she, is she mocking me? Like, <laughs> it, but, you know, you have to look at it, and that's what she's doing. She's looking at it from their perspective. She's at them. It's like, you know what? Obviously, something is really bad happening in their life. That, you know, unfortunately got to take it out of me and I'm not going to, I'm not going to let that affect me. Um, let's try and give some positivity back their way. And that's a big one. So, you know, you got to look at it. And, you know, I know that people, you know, people make fun of our industry, you know, we're the, we're always happy, go lucky. And, this, you know, we know we're not, we know we got bad days. We know where, you 
know my kids all know how to swear because of me. <laughs> probably from a very young young age much more than they should have known but they learned um i have no idea and, what you're talking right, right. about i was gonna say be- better from you than out there on the streets you know it's uh it's better to be taught in-house you better be taught in-house <laughs> right do it in context like you know and that's that, and that's where we got to remember there's so many people out there what no matter what industry you do and i would never want people to up and leave their job you still got responsibilities you still have bills to pay um but start looking you know or, or talk to somebody like i've Never had a problem in the last 10 years of myself being in business, whether it was my own or working for other companies, going up to people and, and finding mentors in the company um, that I have reached out to saying, listen, I need some help, right? right. Um, I had one job where I, started, I, I called up my mentor in the company and said, I don't know if this is for me anymore. Like, they said, well, we, you know, let's figure it out. Yeah. And then you have to be able to do that. So. You know, when you look, when you going back to the hiring questions and interviewing people, what am I looking for? You're looking for people. I'm looking for people who have that passion and have that self-awareness, right? I look at a resume. So you used to work for so-and-so a company. How can you left? The right answer is honestly, you know what? I didn't agree for, for certain companies. You know, I interviewed said, you know, I don't agree with their, with their philosophy. And it just didn't jive with me. Okay. Fair I enough. You know, if you're that honest with me, you know, that's why we stopped, you know, remember years ago, interview questions. So what's your weakest? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like mornings. Um, I have authoritarian problems. Like, I'm not <laughs> going to tell you why, what my weakest issues are. My strengths, well, I'm, I'm prompt and I'm loyal. And what else do you want me to tell you? Right. I want to know who you are. Right. One of my, my, my last interview process is taking them down the street to, for coffee. We don't interview inside of a studio. Right. Tell me about yourself. You know, when I talk, when I go and I do keynotes, whether it's in a business, not in fitness or it's in the fitness industry, I look at everybody the same way and say, I need you to go back to work tomorrow and I need you to find out three things personally about people who work for you, Mm -hmm. right? Find out who they are, you know, in the studio and fitness, find out your trainers about their lives. You don't need all the intimate details, but find out. And I always make it this way. Find out something about their life in fitness. Like if they're, if it's in a fitness studio or a gym, find out something about their life that is not fitness related. I talk to the people. Yeah. Find out something about their life that is not computer related. That's right. Yeah. I was going to say, I talk to the people that work for me every day, every day. I'm in some sort of contact with them because you care. If, if they know that you care about them, they will do anything for you. And this is not rocket science. The, like, no. I don't, I, it blows my mind that we are, you know, becoming this like disassociated society where, you know, someone's late for work and the first question should be, are you okay? Right. Not, where, where, rah, rah, rah. where it have should you be, been? Are you okay? Did something happen? And then if they're like, ah, oh, just I, then you can, they can get in trouble, whatever. But the first yeah, question should I, be, are one. you okay? Is something happening? And most of the time, something did happen. And right. So we had, you know, I had a studio once. I was when I was flying to San Diego, and I got a phone call from a coach in the studio saying it was like three minutes before class was starting. Matt, the opener's not here. Yeah. I don't know how to set the computers up. What's going on? I'm like, listen, do the best you can. Yeah. Press play and just teach the class. Yeah. And I waited a couple hours and I called in the studio and the opener answered and I said, "Hey, how you doing?" She's like, 
not good. I said, you okay? And yeah. she said, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll be fine. I went, no, no, I, I don't care. I'm not asking you now. Are you okay? Are you okay? Were you, you know, you slept, you slept late. You never sleep late. Right. Is everything outside? I said, okay. And they, gosh, they turned around and said, wow. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I just, I, I overslept. I'm really, really sorry. I'm like, no problem. There you go. There you go. Oh, hold on one second. Nash. I said, it's never going to happen again. Mm-hmm. And she went, why am I being fired? And I said, no. I said, do you like the feeling you have right now? <laughs> and she said, no, I feel terrible. I'm like, you never will have want to have that feeling again. This is a self-taught lesson. I want to make sure you're okay. It's all good. Have the best rest of your day. And let's move forward from it. Like learning lesson. And Beautiful. that was the biggest way. Like you said, are you okay? We're not asking that question. You want to make sure what's going on. If it happens four times in a row, okay, now we got an issue. Right, right. But let's ask the right questions. Let's be empathetic to people's lives because we know that life happens. No doubt. So as we're wrapping up, Matt, we totally value your time. What is on the agenda? I know you're doing CanFit Pro this summer. Um, what else? What's going on? What are the big dreams that are happening or next six months to a year? What's, what's, the, what's going on? Okay, six months to a year. So we've got CanFit Pro, which I'm working with now. So I'm doing my three presentations with them. Uh, and then I'm going to work with them throughout the year as well, doing little presentations here and there. I got a couple of keynotes I'm doing at smaller businesses, uh, working with them on just upping their game. Right. From, from a fitness perspective of dealing with people on a daily. And then my big one, I really, my overall long term is I really want to be on that stage. I don't need to be a Tony Robbins or John Maxwell or Gary V. I want to be up on a stage where I'm really changing the lives of getting out there. Hey, we got to do this together. Right. We got to work together. We got to communicate. We got to change the culture. And not just the culture of our of our businesses. We have to change our culture because mm-hmm. our culture is so disconnected that we're we're failing as a society. And if we can start with those small little things of connect people. So my big long term is to get up on bigger stages, reach more people, and really making that keynote a hit. Uh, eventually, actually sit down and, and write that book that we've all said we were all going to write. <laughs> uh, we got a book, right? You know, we're going to do know, the it, book. It, if, like I said, and if, you know, if one person outside of, you know, a family member were to buy that book, I'm golden. You know that, what I mean? Like that's, that's my big long-term goals is just, making sure that I'm hitting it right. Just adding to the ripple, right? That book will uh, extend Tony's ripple a little bit more. We're in for the stage. We're in for the stages, by the way. So, you know, you, every keynote at a big event needs openers. A hype man. So you need, you need the, Audience warmed up. <laughs> oh, we're good. Too fit crazy. We're good. That's it. We're good. That's, you know, and that's it's. It, you want you want to have that fun and leave the room laughing like it's. You know, you want to have it where it's just engaging and having those stories and really, it's just storytelling. That's it. And getting the message out. That's what life's about, man. Life's about. That's it. So. Thank you so much for taking the time to no come problem. in. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a blast, Matt. I, honestly, I mean, this, um, you know, this took turns that I could not have expected, right? And, uh, and, uh, I'm grateful for that. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I appreciate it, man. It's, uh, we're kindred spirits. You know, it's good to know that, uh, there are a few good guys out there. We try. That's right.
I love it. Okay, well, I appreciate it, guys. It was great having you, having time to be with you. Matt, before you leave, do me a favor. Tell our listeners where they could find you, um, either contact you if they have any questions, especially for our listeners that are up in your area, in Canada and across the world. If they wanted to get in touch with you, go ahead. It's social media, anything. Social media-wise, you know, I've taken down most of my pages. So social media-wise is the best way to reach me. Uh, whether it's Instagram, which is at Matthew Tobe, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-T-A-U-B. Uh, Facebook, you ready for this? I'm going to go on a long one here. It's facebook.com slash Matthew Tobe. Uh, Twitter, this is crazy. It's Matthew Tobe. Uh, <laughs> my, my brand is me. And, you know, and so if you want to reach me, it's just my name. And I'm happy to help anybody. I know there's a lot of people out there who are always looking for help, whether it's have me speak up on a stage or one-on-one saying, listen, I, 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 I need some help. I'm always here to help. It's a beautiful thing. It can't always be about fitness, you know. It's uh, fitness is part of it, and uh, and sometimes it's about get, digging deep and uh, and getting in there, man. You're doing good awesome. work. You're doing good work. Appreciate you having Thanks on. To you guys. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Matt. So with that said, everyone, it is Christine Conti, and I'm Brian Prendergast, and we are two fit crazies, and the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.